Hello and good evening, everyone. Let us now have the testimonies and give praise to God. Who wants to go first? Russell, this is Ernie. I'd just like to thank the Lord for all His glory and His presence and His on our uh, Holy Spirit prayer group. And I'd just like to thank Him last week for a while. We couldn't get um, uh, I've always thought that my um, mum was on the uh, on on the Telegram group and stuff like that. But uh, I was going to go out to the markets on Saturday, but then I just thought since it was raining, I'd just go and um, uh, just fill around at, at her place to see with my brother to see um, if we can still. Uh, she was saying that uh, was, they were having, she was always having been having a difficulty sort of like um, uh, getting in with the app or something like that. But we were just playing around and yeah, we sort of experienced on my brother's um, uh, laptop too, also was trying to get on. We, we sort of like didn't um, experience this kind of uh, difficulty. But anyway, we just, um, after we said that I confess boldly and something like that. she went uh, to the doctors to see uh, the the doctors about a backache, but we somehow we were just and uh, coming back and we start to say that I confess bodies, and then we decide to play around with the telegram telegram app, and but cut the, a long story short that uh, we we got it to uh, her her in to my phone somehow. We just thing, and so I just like to I uh, thank the Lord for the Holy Spirit for the um, to let us get in, and um, just little things throughout the week. Uh, just uh, just these uh, the your uh, the morning encounters. You you cover everything. How the way you say things just so fluently through the prayers, and just cover everything through our days. And um, how the Lord answers in Jesus' name, uh, all our prayers, and how it just manifests through the day, and even at work, even so, uh, it's it's so. Uh, some of the staff have been away because of us from uh, just uh, injuries and stuff like that, but we managed to come through uh, the week without not too much, uh, uh, not heavy heavily laden so i like to thank uh, the the lord's intercession with our prayers and um just our concerns of the workload and uh, he's working with us every time i like to thank just uh, your the the uh, the uh, mercy, the divine rosary as well every night that helps so i uh, just just there uh, i can't do without these sort of like um, our prayers and stuff like that. Even though I miss out, it's uh, such a blessing too. We can replay the recordings and stuff like that, but uh, it, it just brings uh, healing and life to our, all our flesh, hearing your words. And I just uh, thank the Lord for his glory and his grace and in, in, in watching over our thoughts and, and just always uh, the Holy Spirit interceding, interceding with any worries and concerns and just keep praising his name even even at work throughout the Lord even in the 
business and it just like everything just disappears and you, you're back in focus again in full swing. So I like to think that anointing and his precious blood over all our families and my nephew's birthday today is having one day I like to thank uh, the Lord, uh, his prayers and his uh, holy fire hedge of protection and the blood of Jesus all around reservoirs there around and all these people who we get in contact with and uh, yeah, through our social media, even in our personal lives, we thank the Lord for giving us the, all our friends of destiny help us as well. Thank you, everyone. Thank Amen. you, Jesus. Thank Amen. you, Holy Spirit, Brisbane Friend, who's such a blessing. And, uh, Thanks, Ernie. All, all glory to God and all the the recordings that are put up these are just channels and you know media mechanisms for you to connect with god so just use them what's important is you connecting with him and your relationship with him then is what directs and decides the outcomes of your prayer so we just this is just a facilitation of that prayer that you then make that's why we encourage everyone to connect with the morning encounters with the evening rosaries the recordings are also there. If the timings are not convenient for you, you're in a different country, doesn't matter. Go back and use those sessions there. It still carries that same presence. Ultimately, it's you connecting with him in your spirit. And that's why the recordings still carry that same anointing when you listen to it. Because it is you connecting with him in the spirit. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, who else wants to go next? Thank you, Jesus. Brother Vivek, I'd like to thank God for the blessings of this week gone by, for family, for friends, for the gift of life, and the abundance of peace, love, and happiness that he pours into our life each and every day. I also want to thank him for the courtesy blessing that my, he has given my daughter, which has been so helpful for us now. Most of all, I want to thank him for his word that he gives us each and every day, which leads us to the truth. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, keep, keep staying in that word. Don't, don't stop. Make sure it's a regular habit, a daily habit. That's why it's called daily bread, not weekly or monthly bread. Yes. Our sustenance depends on it. And that's, that's for everyone, all of us. That, that message came straight from the Spirit for all of us. Make sure you're reading every day. Yes. Hello, brother. This is Jane here, brother. Yes, brother. Yes, uh, Jane. Sorry. Go ahead. Uh, I want to thank for all the blessings upon me and my family. Uh, I want to thank the Lord for all the powerful sessions on recording. Thanks, brother. Uh, last week, I had uh, great anointing and deliverance. I had a vomiting sensation, and uh, my right hand was uh, shaking terribly, and I, I got a powerful tongue. That is, I, I was using one syllable for nearly more than one year. And uh, during last Praise meeting, God. I was playing with Brother Vivek. It was Brother Vivek who activated my gifts for the first time last year. In April, I got it, and I first messaged him. He called me, and I had the gift of tongues uh, for the first time. And so after that, I have been using only one syllable. So after last week's session only, I had coffee tongues. And I thank the praise and thank the praise for that. For this prayer group, 
for everything for all that i get from this struggle for guiding me about giving me revelations giving me scriptures praise god thank you lord thank you thank lord. the lord thank you holy spirit thank you i thank more more than everything i thank the presence the anointing i, I get from every meeting from every meeting uh, even when i'm writing the notes also i could feel the presence i could feel the anointing yeah praise god that's thank his you, grace thanks jane brother can i go next yes please go ahead nasia so uh, i want to praise and thank god for all the blessings that he has showered upon us for the gift of life and family for the gift of the institution that is my workplace and for being with us on our journey of life brother for the past few months i was battling within myself i was in a situation where i could not discuss my problem with anyone i could have but i decided to remain calm i was accused in the presence of a few friends for no fault of mine i say no fault of mine then the cold war began i surrendered everything to god i decided to remain calm and wait on the lord for he makes all things beautiful in his time the only scripture that i held on to was proverb 3 5 and 6 i trust in the lord with all my heart and i do not lean on my own understanding i acknowledge jesus in all my ways and he directs my path the cold war went on weeks after week finally i had to make a decision for good or for bad the acquisition had to stop or i walk out of all relationship i waited on the lord lord you will fix everything but brother you won't believe after a month or so with the same people around during the course of our conversation something sparked i put forth my decision i was not prepared it was all spontaneous it was impromptu i was very firm i put forth my decision for good or for bad i'm not going to let people accuse me for the thing that i have not done to cut short after discussing and pouring out my heart everything that i went through worked out for good god was there i was not to be blamed relationship restored brother if it was not for the scriptures i would have collapsed and i want to thank god for giving me the strength he was the one who gave me the strength to endure everything that i went through i wouldn't have got the strength if it wasn't for the scriptures or praying in tongues continuously i prayed in tongues and god showed me the way i thank abba father jesus my breath of life and holy spirit who have been my counselor for being there with me and i stick on to this proverb god has not given me a spirit of fear and timidity but of power love and sound mind and i know i am not timid i have god's power with me his love and a sound mind no weapon fashioned against me shall prosper what god has joined together let no one separate and yes i carry the shield of faith and i quench every fiery dart that the wicked one brings against me 
this is my testimony, brother. And I could go through all this because I reminded myself, it is written. But God has said, it is written. And every time we speak of the scripture, we confess boldly. I say, it is written. And yes, the rosary, the power of the rosary. The rosary has been my strongest weapon. Mama Mary was there by my side. Because she knows, being a woman, what we women go through. I thank the Brisbane Prayer Group, the morning encounter with the Lord, for Brother Savio's reflection that has given me the strength to endure all this. Thank you once again. Thank you, Abba Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, it is, it is all about us being consistent with our word and sticking to it. And then you see that scripture, when you understand what it means and you hold your faith onto that, if this is what the Bible said about me, that is the truth that is non-negotiable. Then you will not accept anything that is not in alignment with it. We keep confessing it. That is the whole power in why and the reason why we use our I Confess Boldly scriptures every Friday and we encourage you to use it in your personal prayer as well. Because that is what these are. Meditate on them and when you understand what that word means and then you're speaking with understanding, that's when its full power is manifest. Praise God. Yeah, who else wants to go next? Uh, I would like to share that. Go ahead, sister. Carry on, carry on. Now, next, next time. Oh, thank you. Um, thank you, Holy Spirit, for this anointed group. And my testimony is that I live five minutes from the train station only. And I went there to fetch my son who had been out with his friend. And he then told me that his friend had misplaced his phone somewhere along the train ride and said they had reported it. And he had left his own number there as a contact. And immediately while driving, we made a prayer of agreement and said, Lord Jesus, by Matthew 18, 19, we come into agreement that our friend's phone is located and returned immediately. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for this creative miracle. As Luke 8, 17 says, there's nothing hidden that will not be found, nothing in secret that will not be made known and come to light. In Jesus' name, amen. And just as we were approaching home, my son received a call saying they had located the phone. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, brother. Thank you, sister, for that testimony. The power of the prayer of agreement. I hope we're all using it. If you aren't yet, make sure you find your prayer partner. There are many people on this group, more than 250 people. You can make a prayer with anyone. And Brother Vivek has been insisting on it. There is, it, no matter the amount that we insist on it, it's not enough. This is that important. That's the amount of weightage it carries. You've seen a line, live um, testimony just now that the sister shared. That's the power in a prayer of agreement. Make sure you're using it in your prayer. Praise God. You can even pray with your little children, your spouse, your little children, your colleagues at work, anywhere, anyone. Yeah, who would, who would like to go next? Yes, Sister Grace. Uh, I would like to share my testimony. Uh, yes. The word of God in John 10, 10. The Lord says, the evil has come to steal, to kill and to destroy. Yes. But I have come to give life 
life in all its abundance. Okay, I claim on this word of God. And uh, during this time of pandemic, I had quite a lot of dreams, you know. Out of these uh, dreams, I can really freshly remember seven of my dreams. And I would like to share with one of the dreams. In this dream, uh, there is one a lady who was the leader of our Divine Mercy Prayer Group. And uh, she is uh, bringing one, um, one branch of um, goa fruit. Goa fruit, they call it uh, uh, koyaka in Tamil. So in uh, that bunch of um, that fruit, all the fruit is already been, you know, the, the worm is already uh, poked inside and all a bit rotten up. So I asked this lady for the biggest one in the in the bunch. And she went and she brought back and she handed over to me in a form of a pizza. I know, I hope you all know what is pizza. Yeah. It's one kind of... Uh, the English food where they have got the fillings inside it with a base, flour base. Yeah. So yeah. I asked the Lord, Lord, what is this that you are giving to me? And the Lord said, I am cleansing. I'm, uh, uh, I am making everything new. And I want to fill all of you all with the fruits and the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Not it is for my greater glory, the Lord said. So I, from this dream, I, I know that God is cleansing the world which has become so polluted and needs cleansing. And from that time onwards, I wake up early in the morning. I do my personal prayer. And from 6 to 7 o'clock in the morning, I join online with my brother to pray together to pray to pray for the world to pray for the church pray for our families our communities and i feel the power of the holy spirit working through us as we keep praying this morning prayer and all glory and honor to the great god who reveals to me certain things which i feel the lord is taking me deeper and deeper into my personal prayer life. This is what I would like to share. Praise the Lord. And all that happens, it is for His glory. Amen. It is. Amen. There's two things. One is, it is important to be led by the Spirit, but we should carry a discernment so that, you know, when any other Spirit voices creep in, you are able to tell the difference. And then when you know it's the Holy Spirit, you just press more further into revelation and what He wants to say to you. And then, just like we did in our reflection this morning, if you have not uh, heard that morning encounter, we reflected on Mary's discipleship this morning, where she said, let it be done unto me according to your word. So being spirit led there and surrendered to God is key. Yeah, thanks sister for this wonderful testimony. Who else would like to share their experience? Someone that has been blessed spiritually by this last series that has been running. We had five parts in that series and Brother Vivek in every session has run uh, you know, a powerful prayer session at the end. Last week we had tremendous anointing session at the end where many got gifts. So just, we, we just would like to listen to your experience and what you've uh, received in these last few weeks there. Who would like to unmute and share?
Brother Russell, I'd just like to share my experience this morning, which I believe came from those teachings. I was driving to Mass and I just started singing Praise in the Lord and I broke into a very, very unusual tongue, singing a song. And so oh, I was singing tongue. And, I, and it was a tongue that I'd never experienced before. And I was asking Holy Spirit, what is this? And he said, it is Polish. You are singing this, this hymn. And I'd, it was, I didn't even know the hymn. It was just came out of my mouth. It was an unusual tune. But all the way to Mass, I was singing in this unusual tongue. I've tried to do it since. And it didn't. I, I couldn't do it again. So it was just a special gift of the Holy Spirit that he gave me this morning. Of, of of singing in this tongue. And I'd just like wow. to praise and thank the Lord for um, my son's new apprenticeship, which is starting next week. So I give glory to God for that. And my other son has applied for the job, a job in the mines. He's already started studying. So I prophesy not only my son's jobs will come to fruition, but I prophesy everyone who is praying for a job we prophesy right now in the name of Jesus that all those jobs will come into being and they have already got them. In Jesus' name we pray and we give glory to God for everything he's given us during this week. Amen. 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 Thank you, Jesus. We come in agreement with that prayer, Lord, and we release our faith. Let it be done according to that word that we have spoken, that seed sown, Lord. Let it bear fruit and fruit towards your glory, so that their testimony brings transformation in many more lives. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Yes, Sister Michelle, please unmute uh, your mic and speak. Thank you, brother. Um, I would like to thank and praise God for the gift of life, and uh, also especially for the week gone by, the power of tongues is so real, is, re, is so, so real. No matter what situation you are, the gift of tongues is so powerful and uh, we see the manifestation immediately. A couple of weeks at work, I had the same thing at um, with one of my customers and I had no answer. And immediately, I, I, I uh, it was only a couple of minutes where I said the gift of tongues and immediately I got the revelation. So all glory to God, brother. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for pouring out your gifts, showering your people. Thank you, Lord. Yes, who else would like to share? I'd like to thank the Lord for this week as well, for all the challenges that we've undergone, the busyness in our life, the thorns of this flesh. And that's why I was led to reflect on that. And he said, do not let the seed be choked. Thank you, Father, that you have blessed me with that opportunity to continue to press into your word and to, to stay with you and not fall by. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, who else would like to share their experience from this week? 
Lord, I come in the name of Jesus. I pour your precious blood on our minds, our thoughts, our actions, our body, our entire being as a hedge of protection and seal us in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for the breath of life, for keeping me alive today. Thank you, Lord, for the privilege to be part of the Brisbane Prayer Group family. Thank you, Lord, for your word and revelations that you give us every day. Thank you, Lord, for this week that has gone by. Thank you, Lord, for the miracles that you are working in our lives. Thank you, Lord, for the victory over every battle over the evil one in our lives. Thank you, Lord, for the destiny helpers that you have brought into my life. Thank you, Lord, for the opportunities and doors of opportunities that you're opening up in my workplace. Thank you, Lord, for the financial blessings. Thank you, Lord, for your peace and for keeping us united together. Thank you, Lord, for your grace and your strength to collectively fight against evil. Thank you, Lord, for the food, the shelter, and the abundance that you give us in our lives. Thank you, Lord, for our jobs, our workplaces, and our colleagues. Thank you, Lord, for your discernment that you give us every day in our lives. Thank you, Lord, for your love and mercy that you poured over us. Thank you, Lord, for your favor that chases and overtakes me, my family, and the Brisbane Prayer Group. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness that is running after me, my family, and the entire Brisbane Prayer Group. Thank you, Lord, for working for our good in every situation and circumstance in our lives. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for that grace of gratitude in our hearts and prayer on our lips. Thank you, Father. Yes, who would like to share next? Sorry, go ahead, sister. Thank you, Jesus, for this day and for Brisbane Group and all the blessings, the breath of life. And God uses me to bless a family who is struggling to understand how to read the Bible. And I, I, God gave me an opportunity to go to this family and the 14-year-old boy had problem following instruction for catechism class. And uh, I sat with him and I was able to show him from the darkness to lightness. And uh, I thank God for this opportunity. And it is a great testimony and a rewarding feeling for me coming home, thinking that I have made a difference and uh, after each reading Bible, there were questions. And, uh, and before the reading and before we start, I spoke to him about the Holy Spirit. Now, um, I believe that our prayers are answered and he was able to pass all the questions. And uh, I, I thank the Lord for this opportunity. And also, for the past month, I have traveled. <clears throat> and uh, throughout the traveling, God's mercy was upon us and my family. I bless the Lord. 
I bless the encouragement that I get from this pain group. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for everything. In the mighty name of Jesus, I bless this group and I let this group grow and all the lost friends and family come back to this group and reap the fruit and goodness of God, of the Lord. Amen. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Yes, who else would like to share their testimony? Hello, brother. I would yes, like Vira, go to ahead. praise and thank the Lord for everything he's doing in our lives, for the week that has gone past by, for my family, for my Brisbane family, and for keeping us alive as we always pray together. Uh, we have made agreement prayers on this group and we had prayed for my daughter who had applied for medicine and she went through the interviews and yesterday she got her offer letter and she has got into medicine and not only medicine, she also got an offer letter for dentistry. And we pray that the Lord guides her to make the right choice. So I'd like to praise and thank the Lord. And it's praise all God. because of our prayer group. We always pray together. And I know that whenever we pray in agreement, it's already done. And that's why I told her, even though she was always hesitant, but I used to tell her that it's already done, baby. You don't have to even worry about it. And she has realized the power of this prayer. And I really praise and thank the Lord for that. And I would also like to testify that from the past few weeks, uh, I have been struggling at my workplace. And, uh, but I had destiny helpers who have been with me and guiding me throughout. And I just felt that this was like a real opening to bring my family still closer to the Lord. It was my husband, my children, and even my nieces and my, my niece and my nephews, they're early, they're in their late 20s. But, you know, they have prayed, send me prayers. And like, as I would always encourage them, they have kept on encouraging me through all the trials that I have gone through. And I like to praise and thank the Lord that he may yes, send these trials just to bring everyone closer to him. Yes. And I'd also like to thank the Lord that today, even after going through all this, I've, I've just got my contract that has been finished today at my workplace. But I know it's God has a plan for me, plans to prosper me and not to harm me. He has a bright future for me. He will go before me and make all crooked places straight. And I have faith in him and I trust him. And I thank him for everything that he's doing in my life. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. 
the Lord says, give and it shall be given unto you. That's Luke yeah, 6.38. We say this so often in our prayer. Sister Vera, would you like to make a prayer and we'll come in agreement with it? So when he says, give and it shall be given unto you, let us make a prayer for all those that are uh, you know, in that same position as you are looking for jobs. Now we've had Sister Shanin make a prayer early as well. Let us make this other yes. prayer and we, we all of us, everyone that's gathered here, there's about 39 people on zoom and there's a few more on youtube 17 on youtube let us come in agreement there and release our faith and insist that those plans that he has to prosper every single one of these that we bear in our hearts as we make this prayer let that plan come to pass in the name of jesus yeah go ahead sister make your prayer lord jesus i praise and thank you for all your blessings lord jesus we thank you lord Bless everyone who's looking out for jobs. Bless everyone who's having these difficulties in their workplaces. Let everyone take your strength to fight every battle in their life. We know that you are always there, watching over us, making crooked places straight for us. Yes, Lord. Just that. as you were with Joseph, you are going to be with us, Lord Jesus, in everything that we do. And the more trials we face, the more blessings you're going to give us. We make this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, Lord. We come in agreement. We release our faith. And we ask you to release your anointing over everyone that we have prayed for this day. In this prayer. And because we believe, Lord, we say amen, believing that they are blessed with this job. We congratulate everyone in the spirit for this truth now that they have received from the Holy Spirit. Let that seed bear its fruit in their lives. Let them be blessed and then let them be a blessing in turn to everyone that they are connected with. Thank you, Lord. Let that be for your glory. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Yes, there was another sister that wanted to share. Please unmute and speak. Russell, I'd like to go next. Number yes, three. please. Go ahead, brother. Uh, I think the last praying in tongue session has uh, given me powerful tongues. And I want to thank the Holy Spirit for using me so powerfully in the ministry purpose. <clears throat> and uh, as I was ministering today, I, I could clearly hear the Lord, you know, telling me that I've got the gift of, I'm, it was something that was already there, but it was manifested very strongly today that uh, the gift of the word of knowledge, where I could Thanks, see God. into people's lives and actually use it in ministry purpose and I was asking the Lord how do I counsel someone without this gift and the spirit of God is so real so when we were praying and people who are actually praying I tell you that the realm of the spirit is real you have been asking for the gift you have received the gift people who prayed for the gift of healing operate into the gift start moving into the gift because that's how the gift gets manifested and that's how I was today, just walking into it and the Lord just manifested it. So it's so real, the realm of the spirit. I just want to thank and praise God for this, this, this wonderful encounter with the Lord. And, and, and 
and the most important is as Shanin gave that powerful testimony right now. I remember when I was praying, I asked the Lord what language I was praying in, and He He did mention it was Hebrew that I was actually praying in tongues in. Wow. It was again yes, a special sorry. tongue that I got of old Hebrew. Again, these are scriptural languages used only by uh, the people who are extremely even you know the old Hebrew is not used by anyone unless they are into. Uh, very much into prayer or some of those people, the clergy of those sorts. And God gave me that kind of language. So I just want to tell you the power of the manifestation of the Holy Ghost is so powerful. Uh, it's all real in the realm of the spirit. So uh, and I thank and praise God for using me and giving me a chance and the opportunity to be part of this beautiful praying group and the praying family. And it's so powerful because I, I just want to say thank you to Jesus, thank you to the Father, thank you to the Holy Spirit, to the Holy Trinity, for Mother Mary, the angels and saints, and for every session on this group, which is so blessed, every session, whether it's yeah. the morning encounter, whether it's, it's the evening rosary, which is so powerful by itself, because I attend it every day, for, for the beautiful reflection by Brother Savio, which is absolutely downloaded by the Holy Spirit, and, and for, you know, Amen. the Friday praying in, you know, the, the entire praise and worship led by Sister Shanin. And in fact, I just want to share one thing is that, as you rightly said, the anointing is the same. During the series of praying in tongues, I, I was continuously going back to the first session where I was drinking the blood of Jesus. There was, the, there was a powerful anointing there. And I was just going through that and I was receiving that download every time, going through that first part of the praying in tongues. If nobody has listened, if you're listening also, you can go back uh, we did a deliverance prayer at the end for the blood of Jesus. Again, all glory to our Lord Jesus, not to the preacher. There's no glory to me. I have no power. But there is beautiful, uh, it was a beautiful anointing. And especially the last session, there were many of you who got the gifts. Now, many a times, if you do not confess that you have received a gift, because I'll tell you one thing, when the Lord speaks and he says you've got it, tonight I had to confess it, because if I don't confess it, I'm not giving glory to God. I you have can't to possess it. God. Yes, yeah, you can't possess it, and we as Christians need to confess about Christ and give glory to Him and Him alone. And if we are not doing our job, then we are grieving the Holy Spirit. Today, that was the thing that touched me: is that if we don't, you know, give glory to God, we are grieving the Spirit. And another thing that the Lord kept telling me is that all of you who don't, as again, Kanan praying with her sister today and, and the Lord, when I was praying, I got a message that she's not praying in the gift of tongues. So all of you who got the gift of tongues and if you do not use it, you are grieving the Holy Spirit. It's a very powerful word I'm using. Here. Grieving is making the Holy Spirit cry and it's, it's terrible to make the Spirit of God, you know, to grieve the Spirit because that yes. is the language of the Spirit. You have to use it not just in the morning encounters or just during certain times of prayer. But at all times, you need to be praying in the spirit using the gift of tongues. And that is the criteria of growing in faith. And that's why the Lord was speaking so powerfully today to me. And I said, yes, Lord, I'm going to share this tonight. Um, all glory to God. And I just want to testify that God has taught me a lot this week. Gone through a lot of roller coasters, but there's so much of glory and there's a lot of victory. I've already spoken and prophesied because that's what I learned from this prayer group. All glory to our God. And I, I, I would request all of you to testify who have got some mighty gifts last week. 
and give glory to God. Remember, as brother said, is you confess it, you possess it. Christianity is the greatest confession. Amen. 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 Thank you, brother, for that powerful testimony and sharing. We still have a few more minutes. Who else would like to share that, confess it and possess it? Uh, brother Russell, I would like yes. to share my testimony. Yes, please go ahead. I, I just uh, wanted to say thank God for all his blessings and his mercy and his kindness to me and my family for giving me full health of complete healing of mind and body and spirit. I, Claude and myself say the I confess every day and that gives us power to continue our day in praise and worship of our Lord. I listen to a lot of Bible teaching and the word of God has really strengthened me in everything I do and say and even think. Uh, I have a particular testimony with regarding to healing. Uh, I want to share this because it probably affects a lot of people. I, I often get pain in my knee, but I don't say it. Immediately the pain comes I say the I confess, I am the body of Christ and jet but the pain goes away. And every time it, I feel the pain, I just immediately confess that I am the body of Christ. And that Satan, sickness, sin, disease, you have no power and no place in me. And that is such a powerful confession that the devil cannot stand it. And so it goes away. I also have another um, uh, con confession, <coughs> and that is one of the Fridays gone past. Brother Vivek spoke um, uh, uh, spoke to us about um, holding a glass of water, and and then he uh, he uh, spoke that the, this water would change into the blood of Christ. So I had some water in my bottle, and I held it up and and got that water changed into the blood of Christ. So now I keep that water, just refill it every time and confess boldly that that is the blood of Christ and I drink it, confessing that it is the blood of Christ and that has helped me a lot with my health. I also, have the, I also have the power of speaking in tongues and I thank God for that. It is, I feel so happy whenever I use it and I thank God for blessings that he has poured on my family and my children. And we all feel so much in the word of God now. So that's that we are alive and active. And I forward all the good uh, uh, testimonies to my friends and family. And they are also blessed. I tell them to forward it off on to their friends and and so we are more and more blessed in the word of God. And thank you to the Brisbane Prayer Group for bringing this to us and helping us in our daily walk with God. Thank you, brothers and sisters. Thank you, sister, for sharing. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. It's just you look at all of these testimonies. It's so important for us to you know, stay in that word. As we stay in the word, we keep chewing, chewing and meditating on it. Then gradually the Holy Spirit works on us to you know, transform us in a way where, as the Bible says, you start to grow and have that mind of Christ to think the way he would think. 
to do the things like he would do, to speak like he speaks. And then you see when he spoke and he got a result, you are getting results in the same way. We are gradually mapping ourselves into that image and likeness of him. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus, for what that word is doing in all of these lives. Thank you, Lord. It is all for your glory. Is anyone else? We'll take one last testimony and then we can get started into this evening's session. Brother Russell, I would like to give a testimony. Yes, go ahead, sister. Yeah, I want to thank and praise God, uh, my Father Jesus and Holy Spirit for his mighty blessings upon me and my family. I thank God for this health, good health that I enjoy for his protection every day for the food, shelter, friends, relatives, and basically for this life that I lead. I also would like to thank Lord for blessing me with the gift of tongue last Friday as I was praying with Brother Vivek. I felt the mighty anointing of Lord, peace and joy of the Lord that I cannot express in words. Also, I was present for the session when Brother Vivek prayed for the water to turn into the blood of Christ yes. and asked us to drink. So that time I believed and I drank the blood of Christ and I was burping continuously and my body felt very light and relaxed. I thank uh, Brother Vivek for this preaching, for preaching us this word of God and for the whole team for you, Brother Russell and Brother Savi and the whole team uh, for making us uh, known these principles of principles and the hidden treasures of the kingdom of God. It, 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 they are very simple. I find them very simple and easy to understand. And my hunger, the thirst to learn the word of God and to build my relationship for, uh, with the Lord is increasing every day. I thank God for this. And as I've got this gift of tongue, I now started praying in the gift, uh, using this gift of tongue every day. Whenever I find myself in any difficult situation, uh, I find uh, I've noticed that this situation situation changes, or or I get the strength to face the situation. So I would like to thank and glorify God for this gift of tongues to me. Uh, thank you, and I, I I've been blessed this uh, group, uh, this prayer group by Sister Venisa. So I would also like to thank her for blessing me for sharing this group with me. Uh, as I have uh, gained a lot, I've learned a lot from this group about the kingdom of God. Thank you. Thank you and God bless you all. Thank you, sister, for sharing that testimony. Praise God. And we bless all those that have shared the word of God with others and are bringing others to Christ. Thank you, Jesus. If you have received that gift of tongues, please do not wear it as a medal on your chest. It is meant for you to be speaking it all the time. You use it in prayer for yourself and for others. And then if the Holy Spirit leads you to pray where you don't quite understand, but you just feel the, the, that urge, that need to pray, collaborate with him, work with him, so that he he's using your prayer to bless someone else somewhere else. And when you bless someone else, then you become a blessing. How can you be ignored in that circumstance? That's how he operates. He looks after his own then. And that's what we learn in this session as well, this series that we are currently doing, sowing and reaping. That's the gist of it. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus.
there isn't anyone else, we'll just we'll get started with the session. Yes, brother. Sorry, Rashmi. Yes, Rashmi, go ahead. Testimonies like are important. Yes. I would like yes. to praise and thank the Lord for the gift of life and for all the blessings we have received. Yeah. And for Tassia getting her medicine, this thing, she's my godchild. I praise and thank the Lord for that gift, what she has got. And she'll start studying and she'll be a good doctor. So I praise and thank the Lord praise for God. that. I praise and thank the Lord for Veera. I, I told Jesus, only give her the strength for whatever she has lost today. We cannot, but I know the Lord has better plans to prosper her. So I was only thanking the Lord and telling Jesus, give her the strength to overcome this difficult time. I would also like to praise and thank the Lord for all you brothers and sisters who have always helped us grow spiritually. I have um, the I had filled the water in the bottles when Brother Vivek had told, and I would always find um, things around. So I I blessed the full house with that water. I kept blessing my full house, different different places and that there be no pest and no insects, which I was continuously having and after that I today when hearing other people's testimony of how they use that water and now it struck me that yes I must testify that I use that water for that purpose and I blessed my home I blessed my, I drank it and I I told my family also to drink from that I would like to thank sister Daphne for encouraging us to sing during the divine mercy and rosary every day for the month of October and yes, because of God. that yeah, Dhruv has started singing praises in the house, which I all, already have missed before very much. I praise and thank the Lord for all these gifts of life. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, sisters, brothers. Thank you, everyone. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Before we start today's session, just a quick update on our, our um, sessions for the upcoming week. Uh, next Friday's Bible study session, this evening session, will be conducted uh, at St. Dimpna's Church in Aspley. Uh, it will be at the same time. Those who are in Brisbane, I encourage you to come and join us there so we can have that fellowship, that praise and worship and you know, union with God um, in person there during that session. So please join us from 5.30 p.m. Australian Eastern time onwards. Um, for those that are new, that have newly joined the prayer group, I welcome you all into this prayer group. There are a few that have joined during this last week. Welcome. Uh, all of our Bible study sessions, the morning encounters with the Lord, the rosary and divine mercy sessions are recorded on our YouTube channel. So you can always go back. If you are new here and you have missed, you feel like you may have missed earlier sessions, you haven't missed anything, they're all still available to you, no matter if you joined yesterday or today. Go back there and you can listen to them in your own time. You heard so many people talk about what their experiences have been with you know, drinking that water that had turned into the blood of Jesus. Go back to that session, the power of praying in tongues, and listen to the whole series. And then when you get into that anointing session, you do the same. I can assure you, you will experience the same testimonies and powerful testimonies like these sisters and brothers have shared here. Um, we run morning encounters with the Lord every morning, 7 a.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time. You can join us live on Zoom or on YouTube. 
or you can also listen to the recordings and pray with it. Likewise, we run from Monday to Thursday in the evenings at 7 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time. We run the Divine Mercy and Rosary Press session. You're more than welcome to join those sessions. Doesn't matter which part of the world you are. Just click one of those links, join in. And if you'd like to participate in them and say a decade, please let the sister that's leading the prayer for that day know, sister or brother who is leading it, and they will help you with that. Um, and we also have then Brother Savio's reflections that are shared every day. He shares them on all our social media channels. So they're shared on Twitter, on Instagram. They're also shared on Facebook and on YouTube. And if you are being blessed by those, share them with others. And then we also have our Friday Bible study session. This is a session you are attending here. If you are enjoying this session, if you feel that presence of God and there is a transformation that you are experiencing in your journey, make sure you share that, testify to others and invite them to come and experience that same Jesus that is bringing about that change in you. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. I'll just share the link for those that are new and have not yet joined the Brisbane Prayer Group on Telegram. I'll just share that link now on um on our zoom chat and those that are listening to us live on youtube you'll see it there on the chat as well so click that link you will need to download the telegram app but then after that once you've downloaded telegram app from the app store or play store you click this link and it'll directly join you to this group and we're more than happy to welcome you there you can the big benefit there is you can pray with others there is power in the prayer of agreement he said when two or three are gathered in my name Harness that power. It is available. It is only we who choose not to use it. And then we remain where we are. And that's the whole point and why there are all these Friday evening Bible study sessions. And then when people come to it, they experience that transformation. This is all for you. This is your God-given gift. Take it. It is there. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Brother Savio, let's get into our session then for this day. We'll start with confessing, heralding the power in our word. And I'd like each of us to use that heralding in our personal prayer as well. We'll reflect on it a bit as we start now. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we cover and seal every word we speak, every prayer we make, all of the reflections. We acknowledge your presence in this prayer, Lord. We ask you to direct our thoughts, our words, our path, our prayer. We surrender ourselves to you completely, all our crowns, all our weaknesses, all our vulnerabilities, all our strengths, our pride, our ego, everything, Lord. We bring it to your feet. Let your glory, your light shine through all of this, that all darkness is eliminated. Your truth fill our hearts, our spirit, our body, our soul. And it is your truth that then sets us free in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Yeah, we should now herald the power in our spoken word. And this is important for each of us. So I'll read now. For as the rain cometh down and the snow from heaven and returneth not there, but waters the earth and makes it bud forth and makes it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So shall our words be. Now I'm speaking for all of us together collectively. So shall our word be that goes out of our mouths this day. It shall not return to us void or empty, unfulfilled, but it shall accomplish that which we please, that which we desire, and it shall prosper in the thing or the purpose for which we send it 
When we send it in faith in the name of Jesus, Lord, we claim this. Thank you, Jesus. And today's topic is the kingdom principle of sowing and reaping. And God's kingdom, the entire kingdom functions on this one principle. And if you understand it, then you can use it as your system of advantage. And that's the whole purpose in him giving us the Bible to give us that system of advantage. His spoken word, which he says it is his word is guaranteed. Once it has left his mouth and it is recorded here, it says heaven and earth shall pass, but that word will never fail. It will accomplish its purpose. To use that word. That is the power in that word. Now to understand sowing and reaping, I'd like to first touch on some of key basics around this. And the most important there is your word. Because the very beginning of the Bible in Genesis, we see in Genesis chapter 1, creation itself is based on the spirit combining with God's spoken word. God said and the spirit moved. And when you understand then in Genesis 1.26 that he made you in his likeness and in his image just like him. If he spoke, you can also speak. And when you are like him, then the power that his word carries, the same power is in your word. And when you are speaking his word that is signed by him as his declaration which will not fail, can you imagine the power in your spoken word? We must understand that that forms the basis of all sowing, all your prayer. But it must be combined with the spirit if we are to see results. We can't just pick up a scripture from the Bible and say it without that relationship with God. That relationship becomes important. Because only relationship with him, which comes through baptism in the spirit, that is what opens that heaven above you. And when that heaven is open, then when you speak, it will never go empty. It is guaranteed to produce results. Now let's look at this very verse here that we have on our screen, Isaiah 55, verse 10 and 11. And we herald that power in our prayer every morning and every evening, also during the rosary and uh, every Friday session. But the important thing I just want to touch upon is you know, a revelation that I received when I was meditating upon this. And it says, the rain and the snow come down from heaven. Now that rain... Here, when we think of it spiritually, represents the spirit of God coming down on us. It says the rain and the snow come down to the earth and waters the earth. Remember, you are made of dust. That's what the Bible tells us. So when we speak of the earth here, it talks about us as the earth, making you bud and flourish through your baptism with, with Jesus. Just like Jesus got baptized in the Jordan and then when you see when he emerges out of the Jordan, the Bible says the heavens above him were opened. We want that open heaven above us. And then, as this verse says, verse 11, so shall your word be that goes out of your mouth then. When your heaven above is open and then when you speak, the Spirit provides you with all the resources that you need to sow so bread for the eater as well and your seed to sow. And that's what we will cover in, in this series today, in today's session and then concluding next week. What does he really mean there? What are we really talking about? 
important thing here then before we conclude that is it will not go void and empty. Look at verse 11 closely. It says, it shall not return unto me void and empty. Your word there is one kind of seed. When you sow it, it shall flourish, it shall grow. And he said, if you have faith the size of a tiny mustard seed, it can grow into a big tree in which the birds of the air nest. He spoke that in one of his parables. That's the power of what your word as a tiny little seed when spoken with faith can produce. Open your mind. I encourage you to open your mind to look at things, not just physically, but also in a spiritual sense from a spiritual angle when we go through this series. And then when that opens your mind, I'm sure your prayer life will become even more powerful and you understand that. The important thing also though is be very careful of the negative words that you speak. But just as your positive words, when you sow it, it bears fruit. Negative word will also bear some effect. And that's what one of these sisters reflected on earlier when she said, Brother, I, I, the verse that I received was John 10.10. 10, the thief comes to steal, kill and destroy. How does he steal? Through these. He suggests you negative words and coaxes you to speak them. Speak them. Get angry. Get irritated. Get agitated. Speak it. And then he takes that word as your seed. Your word as a seed, can bear whatever fruit you sow, the same kind. See the parable of the sower, and that's in, we won't go to it. Uh, maybe Brother Savio, you could take us to that. It's Matthew 13, the parable of the sower. The whole parable is in verse 18 to 23, but I'd just like us to look at verse 23 there, just to emphasize on that. So Matthew chapter 13. And then we go to verse 23. Jesus talks about the four kinds of uh, soil. And then he's explaining this to the disciples. But he that received seed into the good ground is he that heareth the word and understand it, which also beareth fruit and bringeth forth some an hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. Yeah, so now look at this verse. It says, he that hears that word. And, you know, faith comes from, that's Romans 10, 17. Faith comes by hearing and hearing from or hearing by. So that first hearing is he that hears the word. And the second one, the second hearing is he that understands it. And then when you understand it and you speak it, then just like this verse says here, you bear fruit, you bring forth in varying degrees of outcome. Your understanding of this word is very important. That's, that's where our whole prayer group is circling around. We are based on that understanding of the word, the understanding that we receive, we share, and then we bless each other in that. Your word can produce a harvest. That's what I'm trying to emphasize here in this verse. Underline that 100-fold, 60-fold, and 30-fold. That's harvest. How many times 
have many of us prayed without that understanding. Brother Vivek said, by the stripes and wounds of Jesus, you are healed. And we keep repeating it and wonder, Lord, why is there no outcome? What is happening? You need to press into it more. Do not leave it at that. If your word is not producing that result, press into it more. Lord, teach me what am I missing? So that then when I sow my seed, there must be a harvest. And there's no need to be embarrassed, even if that is happening to you. Others are doing it and they are getting results and you're not. No need to be embarrassed. We are all students of the Bible. The Holy Spirit teaches each one of us. He knows and understands our weakness and our vulnerability. That's why the Bible says he prays with us and he makes that prayer on our behalf. Romans 8, 26 to 28. So now let's get into understanding. Now you know that your word is a seed and you can sow it. So let's get into that whole principle now to understand of sowing and reaping. And this is you know, a law that God instituted when he gave that law to Noah in Genesis 8 verse 22. Brother Saviour, can you please take us to that verse? Genesis chapter 8 verse 22. That is after the flood subsided and the ark came to rest on top of the mount. And then Noah offered a clean offering. And God savored that fragrance. And he was pleased and he blessed him. And he gave this law, which is still valid for us today and will be there. Look at what he said in it. While the earth remaineth seed time and harvest and cold and heat and summer and winter and day and night shall not cease. So he said, see, while the earth remains, so as long as the earth exists, this law will continue to take shape. Seed time and harvest will continue. That's, that's what we're really trying to. So seed time and harvest is sowing and reaping. And then he says, cold and heat, summer and winter. Those are representing seasons and spiritually looking seasons in our lives as well. So while we as the earth remain, seed time, we can look at it as two separate words as well. And I'll explain why. And harvest will always be there. And time because it is a process. You don't sow your seed and your harvest happens the next second. Even a woman takes nine months or, or any living thing as its own gestation period before it can give birth. Let's look at Genesis itself. Genesis chapter one. We know that everything in creation was brought into existence by God's spoken word. Yet it never happened the minute or the very second that he spoke. Creation was you know, completed and fulfilled over a period of seven days. That's process. Why? Is it important for us to understand that process more so because we live today in a fast food era where everything we expect to be a drive-through. And that is not the case with prayer. So seed, time, and then harvest. He makes all things beautiful in his time. We sing that hymn. We look at it in the word as well in the book of Ecclesiastes chapter 3, I think it is. 
remember that it's a process. We must patiently wait for him to fulfill it. And then the other thing uh, is let's take um, another verse in here. Um, 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 10. And much of our teaching will be around this verse. Let's have your 2 Corinthians 9, verse 10. Can you please take us there? When we talk about sowing and reaping, Jesus uses this, this um, whole concept of sowing and reaping in at least three of the parables that I can think of that you know he's given us. An important thing to remember is Galatians 6 verse 7. That's the one coming to mind now. Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. Whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. So there is no magic. That's the whole point in me stressing on that process. There is no magic happening there. It says whatever you sow, that you will also reap. And that reaffirms his law. Sowing and reaping while the earth remains will always be there. Yeah, 2 Corinthians 9 verse 10. Now he that ministereth seed to the sower, both minister bread for your food and multiply your seed sown and increase the fruits of your righteousness. So you see, there are three things that he's saying here that it says he will do here. One is he provides food. He provides for your needs when you sow. Second thing is he multiplies your seed. Now I'd like to underline that word multiply is there. Multiplies. He didn't say I will add, I will replace one for one or I will add to it. 10 becomes 11. He says, I will multiply. 10 can become 20 only. You must understand that concept. Because that is then the basis of when you start applying this in your lives. That multiplication that you must bear in mind. He's multiplying it so that you have a continuous supply of seed and then a growing supply of food. And more importantly, that last part there where he says, he increases the fruits of your righteousness. Fruits, outcome of your righteousness. And when you are righteous, you are falling within the bounds of God's protection. You see, that's where the hedge of your protection comes up. And then just like Satan said about Job, he, he would be forced to say here as well, have you not raised that hedge around him? I cannot even touch him. You see that in Job chapter 1, I think it's verse 10. So what does this really mean now? Who is a sower and who is an eater? He that ministers seed to the sower. Who is that sower? And what are you? Are you a sower or are you an eater? But first, before that, let's just get into understanding of the importance of sowing. And this is directly related. Why he's saying sowing and reaping is directly related with the concepts of farming. You know, a farmer sows seed in the farm and then he takes care of that till the plants grow and then it bears its own harvest. And that's why the Lord is using that analogy of sowing and reaping of that harvest. But if you ask any farmer now when that harvest comes 
and how he then maintains his continuity and preparation for the next coming year so that next year as well he will have that same good crop like he had this year and the thing that he will tell you is the secret there is they remove part of their seed and keep it aside and that seed that they remove is the best seed of that harvest that they have this season they will not just randomly pick anything they will pick the best seed and if that seed is not enough they go to you know, the the grain store and when they buy seeds you heard of you know people talking about hybrid seed high quality seed seeds that produce a rich harvest they want that best seed to be sown so that the next season the harvest will be just as good or it will be better their productivity will be better and then they collect the next bit what do they do that's again you know close to that best seed they will so sell that and they make a profit out of it and then the rest they will eat for their own personal consumption in the same way it should be and is that's what the principle is of sowing in god's kingdom if you want a great harvest in your coming season remember it said seed time and harvest genesis 822 seed time and harvest heat and cold summer and winter your coming season next season what sort of harvest do you want there the seed that you are sowing in this season now at the start is what will decide what did you put aside and sow into that future coming season that is what decides what that harvest will look like so if you want the best harvest the question which seed will you sow now we've spoken of three grades the best quality the next one and then the third one which seed will you sow it would if you understand this concept the first thing you would be saying is i'd sow that best seed that i would put aside now i'd like you to reflect on the same in in spiritual sense it is called as first fruits and we offer that first fruit our best crop to god proverbs 3 verse 9 and 10 says honor the lord with all your wealth and with the first fruits of all your production all your produce then what will happen then your barns will be filled brother sir i think we better we we put it up so people can see it proverbs 3 verse 9 and 10 then your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats where you make your oil and all your other produce that will be bursting with wine in those days a measure of prosperity was plenty of grain and your and having enough of wine then you're living a good life you no need to read it i've just read it already so have a look at what is written there when you do what it says in verse 9 then you shall receive the outcome of verse 10 and going back to what the lord said about his word heaven and earth shall pass my word shall not pass if you do 9 i shall do chapter verse 10 for you make a note of that and remember it and then god says your barns are filled with plenty but now i will multiply your seed 
the verse that we just saw, 2 Corinthians 9 verse 10. So when you want your harvest to be bigger next time, what do you do? You sow that first outcome and you sow it to him. Our first fruits. And that's the whole concept of tithing. When you give into God's kingdom and you make a prayer over it, then he multiplies that seed for you. So that you have enough for yourself, but you have excess which you can share with others. You can bless others. And I'd like us to look at our own personal life and what does our giving look like? Are we giving God that first place, that first priority? Are we sowing our best seed to him? What are you sowing? More often than not, we put our pocket change aside and we drop that in the offering to him. Is that lowest, that last bit of pocket change that is left is your lowest quality seed. Are you hoping with that lowest quality seed to produce your best quality harvest next season? Think about it. This is why your tithe should be first, not your leftovers. He gives so many examples. He gave the example of Abraham in the Bible, but the very first one was that of Cain and Abel. And you see that Abel's offering was accepted by God. Cain's wasn't. That says the Bible says that Cain took some part of his offering, of his produce, and he offered to God. But Abel offered premium sacrifice, the best, the first produce to God. And that was acceptable to him. Are we making that same mistake? It's worth understanding the difference. You can actually go back in your personal place of prayer, go back to the Bible there and read about those offerings of Cain and Abel and see the difference. When you understand that difference, then you look upon your and reflect on your own personal life. Then you can understand where the mistakes are being made. Ask the Holy Spirit to show. Ask him to show. Lord, what is it that I am missing? He's not condemning you. He never will. Romans 8 verse 1 says, there is no condemnation for those in Christ. But your ignorance will not help you grow. You have to know. Information is your power in this realm and in the spirit realm. Now going back to now tithing. A lot of us wonder, well, why should I give? Am I giving to the priest or what am I doing there? Let's look at our own, uh, you know, the taxes that we pay from our income. The government charges us that tax. And if you are an employed person, then you know how much it pinches because that gets deducted even before your pay gets transferred to your bank account. Isn't that real? We pay our tax to the government first and yet we don't grumble about it. But when God says give tithes, we question and then we are doubting. And many say, Lord, I can't do this. And what is God saying? Look at Malachi 3 verse 8. Brother Savior, can we go to Malachi 3 verse 8? I'd like everyone to see that for themselves. What is God saying there?
will a man rob God? Yet you have robbed me. But you say, wherein have we robbed thee? In tithes and offerings. Is God speaking directly to you there? Reflect on your personal relationship with him. It is a hard truth that many of us have to first face before we can, you know, hit the rock bottom before we can start rising up. And that is why the Bible says you shall know the truth and then when you know that truth and apply it, it shall set you free. That's what we are learning. We are learning the truth. And that truth has to be based on the word. If anything that we speak is not based on that word, do not listen to the preacher. This is the ultimate truth, the word of God. Now let's look at it another way. We've spoken about our taxes there. Let's, let's take it in a different example. Let's say you own a business. For a second, let's, uh, let's assume that you own a business and you're giving it to someone to run that business. All the machinery, all the equipment, everything is there in it. They're just running it. They're just using their labor. Now question, when it comes to that business prospering, when it is, it has earned income. Being the owner of that business, should you get a share? He has run it, mind you. That person has run the thing, but the equipment, the business, the very factory, the place that it stands on, everything belongs to you. He is just running it. Should you get a share in the earnings, in the profits? How many of you think that we should say yes? If there's anyone that thinks, no, you shouldn't get a share, say no. I'd like to see that in the chat. Who thinks that if you are the owner of that business and someone else has run it, you should get a share in that profit? Please type it in the chat. Next question to you is, how much do you think of that share? How much should you be getting? For those that think, yes, you should, as a owner, should be getting. Or let me ask it in a different way as well. If you own a house, and you give it to someone else to live in it and take care of it. Obviously, it's your house. They can't destroy it. If you give it to them to live in it, should you get rent? It is similar to the business. He must pay you a rent or some portion of the profit for using what belongs to you to earn a profit or to earn an income for him. Uh, now, if that's the case, how much of that profit do you think you should earn? Just roughly in percentage. Any ideas? It's your business, your machinery, your equipment, your land, your factory. He is only running the machine and producing the outcome. Raw material is also yours, by the way. How much do you think you should be getting in that profit? What are your thoughts? 
Any ideas? 10%, 20%, 30%, or maybe equal 50-50? What do you think? I see someone said 100%. Well, that man has worked for it. He needs to get something as well. Let's use examples of you know, modern day businesses. People that own taxis and give it to someone else to drive. Okay, Then there are doctors that work as part of clinics where the owner of the clinic is someone else. The doctors are seeing patients, they are billing them. Many and most of these kind of businesses the sharing of profits is usually like the taxi owner gets around 40 to 50% and the person driving the taxi gets 50 to 60%. Same thing with the doctors as well. So it's most cases when the businesses are shared like that, it's roughly in that range. Now, when you understand that concept that the business owner must also get a share, I'd like us to look at one verse here. Psalm 24, verse 1. Brother Savio, can you please take us there? This will open up our eyes to a whole lot of things. Psalm 24, verse 1. A psalm of David, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. So now relate this with what you have just been discussing. The earth realm is that business, that house. It belongs to the Lord. The fullness of it means all the furniture in there, all the equipment, machinery in there, everything. The world. And now he's even saying they that dwell in it, which could be the raw materials. But when you look at it closely, it includes you yourself. If you are that tenant in that house, if you are running this unit or that business called the earth, which belongs to the Lord, are you paying him for allowing you to live in it and run it. All he ex expects is that gratitude. And we will see why he doesn't need it. When it says everything belongs to him, even what you will pay him also belongs to him because the raw material that it came from is also his. But when everything belongs to him, does he really need your tithe? He doesn't need it. Yet he says, give that tithe. Because there is something he wants us to learn in it. And what does the Bible recommend us? It recommends through the law of Moses, we see that Abraham as well did the same thing, 10% of tithe. That was instituted when Abraham gave to Melchizedek. You see that in Genesis chapter 14. We won't go there in the interest of time, but you can read it. Genesis 14 verse 18 to 20. And then Moses made it a law. But here's why I believe God kept it as a law. The most important thing is he is training you in management. Management of that fullness that you are seeing there on your screen. Management of his resources. To keep it running and to leave it in good condition 
for the generation that will come after you. So that they can then take it over. So when he is multiplying your crop, you have enough and more for you to consume, bread for you as an eater, food, your requirements, and then you know enough to give it to the next, to pass it on, to hand over a legacy. And that is seed for the sower. Now it's mentioned in this verse in um, 2 Corinthians 9 verse 10, but we also saw it in Isaiah 55, 10 and 11. Seed for the sower and bread for the eater. It wants us to understand that, learn it, and then have that mindset of an investor. What is the mindset of an investor, if you ask? The first objective is to set aside the best part for investment, just like a farmer. And God says, if people would make a commitment to become sowers, then he would give them the finances to sow. That is essentially what is multiplying of your seed. He gives you all those resources so that you can have that mindset of an investor. You keep investing. You bless yourself, bread for the eater, and then you bless others. That's what that 2 Corinthians 9 verse 10 is. The question, going back to that first question that we asked, are you a sower or are you an eater? You can be a sower and an eater. Everyone has needs. We need to live. I'm talking about going to the extremes. Are you purely an eater where you're just looking to get more stuff and accumulate for yourself only so that you have all the luxuries? Or are you looking beyond yourself, beyond I, me, my family? Those who desire more money so that they can give more are sowers. That's what he's really looking for. He wants us to have that attitude of being a giver. Why does he want you to be a giver? So that first thing is, when you are a giver, you can never be selfish. Those that are selfish operate in pride. It is I, me, and they're stuck there. And that reflects the nature and the attitude of Satan. Isaiah 14, Isaiah 15, I think it is. Isaiah 14, 12 to 15. The five eyes of Satan comes out of that pride, that selfishness. God is breaking that attitude from us straight away. Do you see what his management school is doing to you now? It is never about the money. And second thing is when you are a giver, you operate in love. Not out of greed. To ask yourself now, are you a sower or are you an eater? And like I said, we're all Bible students, so there's no need for anyone to feel embarrassed. We don't need to confess that, but we need to reflect upon it in our own life so that we can then make changes. It took me a long time to understand this very difference. And mind you, that habit of sowing as well doesn't come overnight. It takes consistent commitment to build to it. Because when you start sowing, you will first see that 10% is a big commitment. A sower is an investor. What are you doing? You are investing into your future. Now here I'd like to quote Jim Rohn. He's one of the, the popular thinkers of our modern times. He said, nobody has ever become rich 
by saving. Now I'm going away from spiritual, just looking at physical itself now. Nobody has ever become rich by saving. Think about it. Have you ever seen anyone who can claim I saved $100? I put that aside every month as my saving and today I'm a millionaire. Have you heard of anyone that can claim that? Let's do the math. Simple math. If you are to put $100 aside a month, it takes 10,000 months to accumulate $1 million. 10,000 times 100 is 1 million. How long is that? Divided by 12 months in a year. 833 years to save 1 million by putting $100, 100 rupees, whatever currency you are using, whichever country you are, putting that much aside. Nobody has ever become rich by saving. Is God teaching you something in this management school today? What is he telling you? Think again. What is your mindset? Am I just an eater who is saving? Now, I'm not even going to the extremities. Most people are not just eaters. They will save something for a rainy day. But are you carrying that, in, that mindset of an investor? The only way for your seed to grow, as the Bible said there, is for it to be multiplied. Look at that verse that we have noted there. 2 Corinthians 9 verse 10. He can multiply it for you, provided you learn his ways. You are schooled in the school of the spirit and his ways of management. You learn his ways of doing things. Then he gives you continuity of investment. That is why it says he multiplies seed and gives seed for the sower and then enough for you to enjoy on what is left. And when you sow and then you have what is left to enjoy, mind you, he's just saying 10%, so the rest of the 90% is still for you to enjoy. That, when he starts multiplying it, is big. That is big. A lot of people look at some preachers that are very prosperous financially and they say, well, they're probably stripping people, believers, on the basis of their faith. This is the principle that they are applying and they are seeing results. God blesses them. Study Genesis 26. Isaac sowed as well and he reaped a hundredfold when there was famine all around. Everything else was dry. His field never went dry. What did he know that the others around him did not know? That's what we need to meditate upon. Still wondering how that works? Let's look at one verse. Uh, Brother Savio, uh, let's go to Mark chapter 4, verse 26 to 29. The important thing for us to learn when I say school of management is to learn how to manage his resources. If you can't manage small things, he will not give you big things. He says in his Bible, he that is faithful in small things. I don't remember the exact verse number, but there is a verse. I think it's in the book of Proverbs. He that is faithful in small things can also be trusted in bigger things. So if God cannot trust you with a thousand dollars, question, why will he give you one million dollars? If he cannot trust you with a small blessing somewhere, why will he give you a big blessing? Not only financially, any area of your life. Think about it. Yes, Brother Savio. And he said, so is the kingdom of God 
as if a man should cast seed into the ground and should sleep and rise night and day and the seed should spring and grow up he knoweth not how for the earth bringeth forth fruit of herself first the blade then the ear after that the full corn in the ear but when the fruit is brought forth immediately he put it in the sickle because the harvest is come so what's your part in that when you look at it and you put yourself in that place of that man he sowed and then he just brought his sickle and look at the verses in between what are they saying he is just sleeping and rising night and day and yet the seed is growing on its own and he doesn't know how that's how god's kingdom and sowing and reaping in his kingdom works he takes care of that process in between seed time and harvest the seed and harvest is where you are working that time is that process where you are releasing your faith is saying i'll do the rest the man does not know how we do not know how that seed grows and it brings forth its fruit but when it does then you come back and you give a testimony and that's what god is saying trust on me let me manage the process you must sow the seed if you sow then you will reap if you don't sow where will the harvest come from is that the reason for why we are still struggling where we are financially and even in other areas in your prayer life as well are you sowing your word or are you just remaining quiet consider back go back think again what did i miss and is that the reason why i am where i am when i could have been better lord show me you must pass this management test if you are to rise to abundance go through the school of management stick with him stay with him until you understand if not ask him lord teach me i didn't understand there must be a way if jesus said i came in john 10:10 10, 10, i came that you will have abundance if that is his promise and that is the whole reason and purpose why he came then why am i the way i am what am i missing there is no magic in this it is purely based on that principle the kingdom principle there your crop must come when you sow and then the next part that we need to look at is with that harvest there is a blessing brother savio can we go to uh malachi 3 verse 10 there's another important few set of words that i'd like you to understand uh, that i'd like you to underline there noted in your bible this is god's promise and i'm hopping on that same thing again and again heaven and earth shall pass but his word shall not pass this is his promise maybe take a simpler version on um an iv this is just for simplicity of understanding the language is a little more simpler
bring the whole tight into the storehouse that there may be food in my house test me in this says the lord almighty and see if i will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will not be room enough to store it now we touched on that earlier verse 8 there you can see part of it on your screen where god said will a man rob me and you say how are we robbing you and he said in tithes and offerings look at verse 9 there now before we actually get into verse 10 he just pointed me to that look at verse 9 said so those that are robbing me in tithes and offerings are under a curse your whole nation are we part of that group that he is describing there when we look at our own life lord you came that we might have abundance but look at me where am i now verse 10 bring the whole tithe into the storehouse that's his instruction when he gives instruction he expects that we follow it go back to deuteronomy 28 he says if you obey my word and do what i'm telling you then blessings will chase you and overtake you verse 15 onwards if you don't do it then it's at your own risk but here are the kind of curses that would come that's what deuteronomy 28 was about and here he's saying bring the whole tithe into the storehouse that there might be food in my house that you are blessing the others and then the next words those next four words are what i want you to underline that's what i'm really um particularly um stuck with he says test me in this and brother vivek has done a teaching on tithes as well and he has stressed so much on this this is the only place in the bible that god says test me try and see whether what i am saying i will do it or not the only place every other place he talks so much about gifts blessings and everything but this is the only place he's talking about your tithes and offerings and he's saying test me in this he knows what your needs are and then then he goes on to say test and see if i will not throw open the flood gates of heaven if you've seen dams anywhere and how they operate with water gushing out that's what a flood gate looks like there's so much of force that anything that's in its way will get washed out that's what a flood gate is and he's saying i will throw open those flood gates of heaven and pour out so much of blessing that you will not have enough room to store it and then there are other promises that follow in verse 11 and verse 12 when you sow there is that overflow of abundance is what is really saying here so what does he expect you to do with it going back to that verse that we are reflecting on the whole teaching is based on that 2 corinthians 9 verse 10 he will multiply your seed so that you in turn can then bless others and let that cycle continue but those who are only sowing with the intention of getting their needs met will only get their needs met they won't have abundance 
And that comes down to then being that giver that we were talking about sometime earlier. You sow to pay your bills, only your bills get paid. He will respect what your wish there is. He will not go above and beyond that. Are you seeing how faith is also used? Faith is also another type of seed that you sow. And just as Brother Vivek was speaking earlier, what we do not confess, that we do not possess, what you do not sow, that you will not reap. The extent to which you sow is the extent to which you reap. Look at Luke 6.38 as well. It says, with what measure you use, the same will be measured back unto you. I hope you are getting that. What That's what I'm trying to say here. Those who are seeking to get only their bills paid is the whole reason why they are sowing. Then that sowing will only produce that much of a result. Is there anyone stopping you or limiting what extent you can go to? Now, I'm not saying go and empty all your wallet. But what I'm really saying here is the intention. What is the intention behind your giving? It is not the quantity of your giving here. It is your intent. Am I carrying that heart of a giver with even the two copper coins that I will drop in his box? What is your focus? Are you looking at abundance? Are you looking at going above and beyond? Or are you just looking to meet your needs? Or should I go back to 2 Corinthians 9 verse 10 and say, are you just looking to be an eater? And is that in line with what God is prescribing? What is mentioned in his word? What is your focus? While we are there, let's just quickly go back to 2 Corinthians 9 verse 10. I'd like us to look at those three verses. In fact, the four verses before it are all good from 2 Corinthians 9 verse 6 onwards. But I just like to focus on 2 Corinthians 9 verse 8. And we'll save this discussion again to continue it for our next session next time. I hope it is blessing you. It does come across as a hard truth. I learned it very hard way. Yes, 2 Corinthians and, 9 verse 8. And God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. Are you saying that he is able to bless you abundantly? Then. Where are the limits being drawn? It is we who draw the limits on how much he can go to blessing us. He does not draw those limits. He says at all times, in all things, you will have sufficiency. All that you need means you will have sufficient. It will not fall short. In all times and in all things. See what that verse is saying there. In every possible way. And not just today and then tomorrow again you're back dry. At all times. Are you looking at what assurance is coming out of that verse? It really, when it opens your eyes, it changes your whole perception of what is God doing there. So that why? So that you then will abound in every good work. You will become a giver. And then when you do that, what does he say? He will uphold his end of the bargain. 
says, so that in all things at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. And when you abound in every good work, then he does his bit of that bargain. What is his bit? He makes all grace abound towards you. I think um, that's probably in King James Version or the New King James Version, I guess. God is able to make every all grace abound towards you. So in his economy, prosperity is not only for you. It is for you so that you bless others. Can you imagine what all grace means? All grace means everything. In every way. Prosperity is not and should not be limited to us. We leave a legacy for our generations to come. But we also raise up others. That's what his kingdom is about. And that's why Jesus kept giving us so many parables where he says the kingdom of God is like. And then when you meditate on all of those, it talks about us developing ourselves and then helping others. And then when you go back on this and you reflect on Luke 6.38, it says, Give and it shall be given to you a good measure. With what measure you use, that same measure he will use. And his way of measuring back, as we've seen in 2 Corinthians 9 verse 10, is multiplication. I think we'll stop there for today and we'll continue next time with this Father. In the name of Jesus, I pray. That if we have been, any of us have been hit hard by certain truths, I ask for your grace to touch each of these lives, Lord. That your truth open our eyes to see what you are schooling us in. That how you want us to change, not, it's not about the material giving, it's about changing our attitude, internal transformation. That when we, our eyes are opened in the spirit and when we see that truth, and operate by your principles, then you raise that hedge of protection around us. You raise that barricade. You guide our steps. You lead us, Father. And when we walk with you in your kingdom, then we become overcomers. Then we take on that image and likeness of Jesus, the greatest giver. You yourself. And he was your image. Because John 3.16 says, God so loved the world so much, he loved that he gave of everything. His only son. And Jesus gave of his everything, right down to the last drop of his blood. For our sake. And when we take on that image and likeness, when we have that mind of Christ, then there is nothing that the enemy can steal from us. There is no bondage that your people can live under. Not prayerlessness, not poverty, no other kind of bondage. Open our eyes to your truth, Father. And let that truth set us free. In the name of Jesus. I ask, Lord, for you to touch each of these lives today. So that when they press further into this word, your word that you give us, your truth 
your principles, your promises that you have made in your word. And when we stand on that promises, we live within the abundance that it says it will produce. We thank you. In the name of Jesus, Father, we release this our prayer and we say, Amen. We shall continue on this series next Friday. We'll continue to look at why it is important and uh, to continue to be a giver, what sort of attitude you should carry. And, and the whole point there is being blessed to be a blessing to everyone around. So we'll reflect on that bit the next time and we'll touch then upon the righteousness part of it that we saw in that verse earlier there in 2 Corinthians 9 verse 10. Um, thank you everyone for joining us this evening. We shall see you again next Friday. Good night and God bless you all. Thank you. Thank you for the rest.